But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Make me an angel that flies from Montgomery. Our gospel for this Easter begins with an account of two faithful women who went out to the tomb on that first Easter morning. Now, we know that they had to be devastated, and they must have felt so lost, uh, so hopeless, and beneath all of their sadness, there had to be some fear, probably a lot of fear. What kind of a world could put such a gracious, loving courageous, compassionate, faithful person to such a humiliating, excruciating, public death. What kind of a world? They had been unable to keep a proper vigil with Jesus due to the, the nature of his dying. Social distancing for them meant really staying out of sight and certainly to keep from identifying as a follower of Jesus, which was dangerous at the time, but these faithful women had higher loyalties. This was dangerous at the time, and that's why all the men had gone into hiding. They were nowhere to be seen. Matthew tells us that Mary Magdalene was one of the women who went out to the cemetery that morning. So much of her life had been marked by being shamed and condemned, really, before she met Jesus. But now her great friend had been put to death. The one who, who reached out and lifted her up with love and dignity, this one had died. Mary went out in her grief, Matthew tells us, just to see the tomb. She wanted to see the place for herself and be as close as possible to the body of her Lord. Even though the sun was just beginning to rise, even though she knew that the tomb had been sealed by a giant stone and that guards were posted and there was still danger in the air if you were a follower of Jesus, Mary was devastated. When people go through grief and loss, they often report what a huge effort it is to just keep moving and put one foot in front of the other. To keep moving forward becomes a kind of great achievement in itself. Maybe that's the way the two Marys were feeling on that first Easter morning as they trudged out to the tomb. Everything looked the same, but everything had changed. Now, everything looked the same as I drove over here to the church, maybe except for uh, the snow, which is more than a little odd, but 
As I make way, my way over to the church this morning, there is a strong uh, a f- sense, there is a feeling that everything is different. Everything has changed. There is a lot of talk about how we will vanquish or defeat this virus that plagues the world. But I'm not sure how helpful that language is. When people go through a great trauma or a significant loss, we don't expect them to triumph so much as hopefully just to survive. Sometimes being a survivor is triumph enough. There are times in life when the greatest challenge is simply to keep going, to continue with your daily life, even though you're not able to get up and go to work or back to school, even though you might at times just feel defeated, like giving up. Just give me one thing that I can hold on to, saying the great American songwriter John Prine, who died this week from complications of COVID-19. As we hear the Easter story from Matthew's Gospel this year, it feels like that's what the two Marys were doing on that first Easter morning. Just trying to keep moving, to pay their final respects after their world had caved in on them. They just wanted to see that boulder for themselves, to stand near that giant symbol of death that sealed the tomb of the Lord. Like the headstones on the graves, we visit of our own loved ones. Just 
we're all going through this pandemic together, but each of us is in a, a different place. Maybe you are in a dark place, even on this Easter Sunday. A lot of people right now can really identify with this, this feeling of disappointment, of fear even. Jobs are at risk. Graduation ceremonies are not happening. Uh, we got word that uh, our daughter's graduation from Gustavus uh, College will not happen. Weddings are postponed. Uh, as Pastor Natalia shared, even funerals. Families are being kept apart. I'm supposed to fly next week down to Florida uh, to help my mom and dad make their way back home here to Minnesota, but that's on indefinite hold. Hi, mom and dad. Love you. I know you're watching. High schoolers are grieving the loss of senior proms, spring break trips that aren't going to happen, and more than that. Just those last few weeks of of moving through the halls of your school, experiencing that kind of kairos time of profound transition when everything looks the same, but everything has changed. Walking across the parking lot for the final times, through the hallways, your locker. Will I really see all of my friends again? Losing that vigil to the last day of school, that's a real loss. And then there are the almost unthinkable burdens that always fall on the most vulnerable, turned away at borders. How do you socially distance in a crowded homeless shelter or under a bridge or in a prison or a cage? Where is God, we want to know? when the ground under our feet is moving. Just give me something that I can hold on to when this living is a hard way to go. So God gave us Matthew this year. We didn't choose it. The lectionary did. And Matthew wants to remind us that just as it is in our own lives at times, the events of that first Easter morning were astounding and confusing and even frightening, but in it all, God is truly present. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. Life can be scary and sad and disappointing. The message of Easter is that none of these things have the final say. Disappointment, anxiety, fear, not even your own sin, not even your own dying has the last word in your life. And Matthew wanted us to know that in the midst of all of the chaos and sadness following the death of Jesus, on that first Easter morning, when the earth was shaking and everything appeared lost, an angel, that is a messenger of God, rolled back the giant stone, that symbol of death, that sealed tightly the tomb of Jesus. And Matthew wanted us to know that while the earth was still shaking and heaving and even powerful Roman soldiers were fainting from terror at the sight of this messenger of God, that angel who rolled back that giant symbol of death sat down on that very same stone and 
looked around. This is one badass angel. Maybe you wonder, though, do you have to be an angel to have this kind of faith, the kind of faith that believes God is with you, even while the world appears to be falling apart and nothing feels the same? Make me an angel, John Prine saying. That, my friends, is what this place is all about. I see that kind of faith around here all the time. I have seen it in the lives of members of this community of faith who show up to help serve at a funeral luncheon, for instance, as it fell between the scheduling of their own cancer treatments. I see this kind of angel faith around here all the time. Our choir loft is sadly empty on this Easter Sunday morning. Several times I have seen this angel faith when our choir robes up to sing just days after another beloved member has left the chair next to them empty. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. These soldiers had learned to put their faith in the power and might of the emperor and his army. They were part of the machinery of state, and their authority came from their rank and their weapons. But all that vanished in the presence of this higher power, this angel, this messenger of God. It's not hard to fall into the trap of thinking that security can be found in the, in the trappings of wealth and, and status. I should be okay since I live in the United States and not Egypt or Syria or Afghanistan or South Korea or China or Tanzania, just to name a few. Or because I'm an educated, straight, white, cisgendered male, I should be okay. All of these delusions are falling away as this pandemic teaches us that we share the same small space on planet Earth. We can get seduced into thinking there is real peace and security to be found somewhere other than in the promises of God's gracious claim on our lives. But when we do, we are way out on the spring ice on a Minnesota lake. Matthew wants us to know that when the angel showed up, the powerful guards stationed in front of the tomb where they placed the body of Jesus shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come see the place where he lay. The guards are scared to death because they put their faith in their status, in the system, in the state, in the way things are. But the angel turns to the women and tells them to not be afraid. Everything you see may be telling you to be afraid, but the messenger of the Lord says it is going to be okay. God is with you. God is keeping the promise. Do not be afraid. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy to run and tell his disciples, can 
a person feel fear and joy at the same time? If the doctor calls you back after you've been tested for COVID-19 and says, I'm sorry, we have something to worry about. Can you still find joy? If your boss says they have to let you go, is anything other than fear really possible? When you lose someone you love, can joy return? The faithful Marys don't have it all figured out. Even though the angel told them not to fear, they were still afraid. But Matthew wants us to know. They left that tomb not only with fear, but with fear and great joy. And they ran. They ran back to the community of faith. Not because all doubts were gone. Not because all fear had been vanquished and defeated. They ran because hope was returning. You too sang, I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one. But yes, I'm still running. Running. The women were running to get back to the community, back to the church, back to the followers of Jesus who were sometimes doubtful, sometimes spiteful, sometimes fearful. But all of them, all of us, all of you, chosen and changed. The women were running back to the community of faith in Christ full of fear and great joy. And when the risen Christ greeted them along the way, they fell to the ground to worship Jesus, and he repeated the angel's message, don't be afraid. Everything is changing. And I know it's scary, but you don't need to be afraid. I am with you. I am always with you. So keep moving forward. Keep running because you are going in exactly the right direction, back toward the community of faith. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. I know so many of us grieve this Easter morning that we're not able to be here together in this place. I know that others of you watching this morning have sort of lost track of the promise. Maybe you haven't been to church for a long time, maybe years. Maybe you have distant memories of being in church as a child or Perhaps even later, you were a part of an active youth ministry, and you remember moments when you felt that the presence of God was right there and your, and your faith was strong. Maybe you have no such memory whatsoever, and you're feeling drawn to a, a faith community during uh, this time of pandemic and uncertainty and fear. So hear this Easter message, all of you. God has not drifted away from you. If this right here is as close as you ever get to the church, then please hear this loud and clear. Easter is for you. The death of Jesus and his rising is for you. The risen Christ is for you. 
And in times of grief or sadness or depression or anxiety or fear, when there is a giant boulder that you are not able to move, remember this badass angel who rolled back the stone and sat down on it, on that symbol of death, so that you might know that when the earth shakes and chaos reigns and death threatens, our God shows up to say, not so fast, this one is mine. You are a child of God in this world. And death does not have the last say over you. May this Easter gospel be the thing that you can hold on to, to believe, even when this living is a hard way to go. So I was perusing the internet this morning and saw this um, Sending for Quarantine Days uh, by Reverend Katie Baker in Michigan. And uh, so I wanted to read it to you as our sending this Easter morning. Worship always ends with ascending. But in these days, there is nowhere else for us to be. So instead of being sent out, may you be sent in. Inward, closer to your own heart closer to the God who loves you, closer to all the things that make you, you. May you dive deeply into the recesses of your soul, the internal sanctuaries you're often too busy to visit. May your boredom summon bravery, that you might examine the demons you avoid and learn they are only shadows. May you rediscover the joy of being yourself, the glorious mess that God has knit you together to be. So go, use these holy days to journey more deeply than you have gone before, remembering that you don't go alone, remembering that the light shines and nothing will ever overcome it. Amen. Amen.